Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Our story is about a town, a small town, and the people who live in the town. From a distance, it presents itself like so many other small towns all over the world. Safe, decent, innocent. Get closer, though, and you start seeing the shadows underneath. The name of our town is Riverdale. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. Your normal, and I use that word loosely, host Evan couldn't be with us tonight, so I'll be filling his shoes this evening, and they smell and feel fantastic. My name is Chris Randazzo, and tonight I'm joined by my not-black-haired wife, Karen Randazzo. You ginger Judas! <laughs> and Geekade's resident Luke Perry enthusiast, Jess Lorita. Hey, Juliet. <laughs> i've been prepping that all day wow that was that was remarkably creepy well done uh (laughs) jess here is a notable geekade alum and she's gracefully agreed to fill our third chair this evening so jess thank you very much for joining us thank you for inviting me i was very excited about this awesome well as our guest jess was tasked with picking this show's topic uh for tonight and she landed on the most recent at least at the time of uh that she suggested an episode of CW's Riverdale called Faster Pussycats Kill Kill, which is a sentence I've always wanted to say on the air, so thank you for fulfilling that particular <laughs> aspect of my life. So, so Jess, uh, here we are. Why don't you start by telling us why on earth you picked this episode? Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna rewind back to when I was a wee child in Canada. Four um, minutes ago? <laughs> Well, a few years, a few years back, I would spend my summers in Canada and in our house, we didn't have television really. So we read a lot of Archie comics, like a lot, a lot. And it filled our whole summer. Um, my brother was the one, my brother, my 30 year old brother, who was a pharmacist. I'm not bragging. I'm just showing how ridiculous this is that he told me to watch this show. He <laughs> texted me and said, you gotta watch Riverdale. It's so good. So I I said, okay, like, I'll try it. Give it a shot. And I was horrified immediately (laughs) by by what was happening to these people that I love so much. (laughs) The characters were obviously completely different from uh, the comics. Um, Doesn't matter. Like, their looks were different. That's fine. Don't care about that. Their personalities are so far off from what I thought. Um one of my favorite characters, Mr. Lodge, is not even in the show. He's in jail. So uh, Veronica's mother, who is always absent in the comics, is for some reason one of the main characters. And horrible. Just just an awful human being. <laughs> but she does afford us the opportunity to have a bad Hermione in pop culture. Well, there that, you go. That might be why. And it's so hard because she does seem, she does seem sweet sometimes. Um, I don't trust her. I don't trust anyone in this damn town, which I never thought I would say about Riverdale because like, I love my Riverdale gang. They're so cool. Sometimes not here, but, um, I mean, I was a little, I was a little off put by, uh, the lack of 
some sort of checkerboard substance on the side of Archie's head, you know, like he's yeah. red haired, but I've always wanted to know what exactly that's supposed to be. Like what exactly is supposed to be on the side of Archie's head? I think it could be kind of, um, kind of like a shaved, like, you know how they have the, the fade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that might be his fade. And I, he only what, has I, like hair sticking up. I, I could, I could, I could see that. But I mean, like this dude just has regular red hair. Like he's he's got nothing special going on. And I've, oh, I don't I've, think there's anything regular about that red hair. But that's that is fair. <laughs> that is very fair. I don't think there's anything regular about this in, entire show, especially Luke Perry's beard. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I was really hoping for some sort of like long and long, long wandered explanation of what the hell Archie's hair is supposed to look like in real life. But alas, we uh we get a uh. I don't know what to call Archie in this show. He, yeah, he didn't even really seem like the main red. character, but I guess the show is called Riverdale, not Archie. So Archie's character is one of the, I think, least exciting ones in the show. Mm. Um, he's the boring one, but I guess that that could be done on purpose because, I mean, in the comics, he's he is the main character, but he's not anything to fawn over either. And I think that's the whole thing of these two like great women are fawning over someone who's kind of like dumb and just not really that exciting to begin with. Um, like but, I haven't read a ton of Archie comics and I know Karen has very little uh, exposure to them. So, so you're definitely our resident Archie expert. Um, I've never been the resident expert before. This is so exciting. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Life has meaning. <laughs> no pressure. I just don't understand because I watched the first episode. Oh, I said, this is awful. And for some reason, here I am, what, six episodes later still watching it? I don't know why, but something has drawn me in. And I know, actually, this is, oh man, this transition is amazing. I know exactly what drew me in, and it's Jughead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the show is um, intriguing. Like, it's... It's garbage, but no. <laughs> but it's intriguing garbage. Like at the end of the episode, I was like vaguely interested in what happened next. Not enough to actually watch more show. Um, I, I I did kind of call the. I, I was very proud of myself. I called the car being on fire. Like yeah. When, when as soon as they left the car, Karen was like, "There's no way that car is going to be there when we get when they get back." And I agreed for a second. They said, "No, I want it to be on fire." And then it was on fire. And then they went to go see, um, uh, what was it? They went to go find her sister and the insane, uh, then the nunnery or whatever. And I was just like, oh, yep. I hope she's on fire, but she wasn't on fire. <laughs> no, but she is like profusely bleeding somewhere, um, in the fields. Unless she used somebody else. She just picked up a toddler or something and threw it through the window. And that's whose blood it was. I, I, I just, I, I still don't even know if I believe that she's actually pregnant. It like it was just I don't know the the belly looked kind of weird maybe they just didn't do the costuming right Polly in general I don't know if it's just a bad actress or she actually is crazy or I I just don't know and it's I think why that I'm gonna keep going back the entire cast of this show has been infected with some sort of bad acting virus like, <laughs> nobody's believable especially no. the adults like what no, the actual yeah. fuck i mean i'm trying to i'm trying to even think of where i want to start and i i do know my main focus what 
really made me want to pick this episode was because Jughead is, you know, one of the main characters in the comics and the show. He's one of the most loved characters, I believe, in both. And everyone was so excited for Riverdale because this was going to be finally um, asexual, aromantic representation on television because Jughead was, uh, I believe, confirmed to be asexual in the comics. And um, so it was exciting to see this. And Cole Sprouse, before they started filming, was super excited to be representing um, an asexual character. And then (laughs) they went a different way. I was, when he, when he they 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 kissed, I was like, "She's not a hamburger. That's not okay." No, no, <laughs> he hasn't eaten a hamburger yet. He has eaten some chips. Um, and this was like the first episode, I believe, he actually ate food in. And maybe, uh, you, you know, know maybe this... they're holding off. Like maybe he, uh, and in an episode upcoming, he's gonna like meet a hamburger, and then he's just not gonna care about women for the rest of his life. He's just gonna be and. I found everything I ever needed and it's a hamburger. Yeah. Well, so I thought that too. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe they're doing this. So this kind of shows him that he doesn't have those type of feelings. Like maybe they're still going to go with it, but nope. After some research, um, I read that Cole Sprouse had an interview about this, that he did fight for the asexual Jughead because it was important to a lot of people, but uh, the writers went a different way. And, he hopes that people will accept the narrative as it is and you know having read Archie's all my life I there is a good connection between Jughead and Betty and I secretly always wanted it to happen because (laughs) Betty Betty was too good for Archie and her and Jughead got along so well and he said several times in the comics if I liked women you would be the woman I would choose like several times so um I guess this pairing makes sense but I know it disappointed a good amount of people, including myself, because it, I mean, I wanted Jughead to be the most accurate character on this show. And so far he is homeless. He, uh, he doesn't eat and, um, he's loving, loving the ladies. So, oh, and also like a detective. <laughs> Which is okay. They they gotta give him something to do, I guess. Uh, it, it is disappointing, especially. To me, it feels like it has the flavor of a network seeing something like the idea of an asexual character and being like, but, but, but sex. Yeah. But, like, come on. Uh, but sex. You see what I did there? Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. But, you know, that's one of the main points that a network, like, tends to use to sell advertising, to make money. And, like, uh, you hear a lot of people who talk about working in television and always the network is giving more notes about it has to be sexier. And so I can see a network totally rejecting that kind of character. And it maybe doesn't matter how much the, uh, the kid who played Ross's son on friends wants it to be (laughs) (laughs) the kid from big daddy. Yeah. Also that, um, wants there to be that kind of representation. And that really bums me out. Yeah, it's sad because you would think uh, this kind of a network too, CW, it's, I don't really know for sure, but I believe it's mostly viewed by um, the younger crowd uh, and then some 30-year-old pharmacists, aka my brother. But uh, it is, um, it was a disappointment. I I, I knew it was going to happen with the whole Hey Juliet thing and I was like, oh no, but 
you know, I really, so far throughout the series, Jughead is still my favorite. I think he's doing the best that he can with his character, uh, Cole Sprouse, that is. Um, and I appreciate that. Um, I, I have yeah. to say that I was very impressed with the hat. Because, you yeah. know, in the comics, the he great. always has that this gray crown hat thing that I guess made sense in the, what, 50s when it originally came out. But that that doesn't exist in the world today. But you can't have Jughead without the hat. So having it be a, a knit cap that's kind of cut with the, the, the spikes on it, like the crown, I thought was a really clever way of uh, making that fit in the real world. And I use the term real loosely. But uh, the, the the Riverdale universe that they have they have created here, and I also like that they're not shying away from bringing in other characters like Josie and the Pussycats. Um, yeah, that's kind of neat that they were just like sure. But again, that's another one of those things that made a lot of sense back in the fifties, but seems kind of silly by today's standards. Like that talent show was ridiculous, and those outfits are equally ridiculous, but. I don't know. I haven't been in high school for a long time, so maybe that's just the norm. Yeah, I don't know. Do they are there talent shows? <laughs> there are, I think, in public schools. Yeah. Um, I'm trying. To, we did have talent shows in my high school. I graduated 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, God damn. It. So we still. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. We still had them then. Um, I think it depends on the school and. Mm-hmm the town i i don't know yo can we talk about josie's dad for a second what a dick yeah what is that (laughs) like what the hell is that i don't understand i was expecting maybe i was hoping that he got up to walk and then like go behind stage and hug her (laughs) Uh, yeah something but no like dude just up and left like holy crap what a dick i mean he's not wrong the song sucked oh yeah it was awful (laughs) But it's still his daughter <laughs> yeah. parading around in a cat outfit and uh, moving her hips yeah. all left and right. Boy, oh boy, oh boy! Uh, I was I was pretty excited that when you chose this episode uh, to see that Josie and the Pussycats were involved, because while I don't have a ton of familiarity with the comics, I absolutely love the Josie and the Pussycats movie that came the out. I don't film. Know. A long ass time ago because I'm old. Yes. Um, and this was not that at all. No. Which bummed me out. <laughs> well, you guys didn't see uh, the previous episodes. They kind of explained the, the Josie and the Pussycats and how they're, you know, that's why the, the mom was like, you have to make sure it's a woman of color. Like, that's their, their stitch. That's their, their brand. That's their brand. Um, Oof. Yeah, and Veronica her mother looked too. Awfully white to me, but I guess she is Hispanic. Yeah, I've, I yes pieced that together towards the end there. But then they first first joined. I'm like, woman of color. <laughs> I guess white's a color. <laughs> it's a shame you guys didn't get to experience the wonderful acting. Um, that is, I don't even know the actress's name. She plays Cheryl Blossom. It is something else and uh it's a shame she was not in this episode uh let's see um has reggie been in it at all yes reggie is barely a character he's Mm. i think he's been in two episodes briefly they say like yo reg and he like turns around um and then he fights um archie at one point and then is against him to become the football captain at another point um but he's just this tall hunky asian guy and uh 
that's it. Like, they don't give him any airtime, which is a shame because Reggie's a great character, too. As um, soon as they announced that Riverdale was going to be about a murder, the first thing I said was Reggie did it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we still don't know. I don't know. I mean, so, again, you guys didn't see the previous episodes. When Betty asks her father, did you steal the um, – or did you mess up the sergeant's, like, board – or whatever you did find out in the last episode he did um hmm. he's the one that did take everything so i think I, I don't know if they're actually doing a red herring situation with the coopers because they hate the blossoms the most but i think the show isn't smart enough to do red herrings and it actually <laughs> is the coopers that killed uh jason blossom wow. which if you guys go back and w- watch previous episodes they had a weird semi, it could be seen as incestuous relationship in the comics. Same thing in the show. It's kind of uncomfortable and weird to watch, but. Funsies. Yeah, the twins love each other very much. Uh, my other question is, has there been any sign of Sabrina the Teenage Witch? No, but she is, um, they have her cast, so she's going to be in it. Oh, really? Um, yes. Wow. Oh, she's. So, I didn't know that was part of the Archieverse, as it were. It was. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So there is a fan theory I read this week, actually, that this is going to be um, part of the comic series where Sabrina tries to bring back Hot Dog, uh, Jughead's dog, to life, and Aww. then she creates a zombie apocalypse instead. <laughs> and then so they do a think... crossover with zo- iZombie, <laughs> and I love the show all of a sudden. <laughs> So people are have this theory that that's what's going to happen. That, that was the plot of Afterlife with Archie, right? Yeah. They think Sabrina's going to come in, try and bring Jason Blossom back to life, and create a zombie apocalypse. Because Cheryl had this dream of Jason becoming kind of zombie-like and trying to oh choke her God. out. Yeah, so it oh is... Oh my God. <laughs> anything is possible in Riverdale. <laughs> Oh my god, but seriously, if that's why I had to wait so long for iZombie to premiere, I will just flip my shit. <laughs> I don't hey, know they what they would do. They announced a date. They finally announced a date. I did see that. I did find the uh, the mystery ab- uh, about, you know, what happened to Jason and uh, Polly and Betty and Jughead investigating the most compelling part of the show. Like, if that yeah. was all the show is about, and it wasn't, like, trying to be, uh, like, you know, true to the source material, it's just, like, here's a couple of interesting characters, and they're in an interesting situation, and that's it. I I might watch the show. But I couldn't yeah, give it's... fewer craps about Archie's singing career if I tried. Oh, my God. Oh, no. And the, bad, the best part about this, or the bad part about this, whichever way you want to view it, is this is probably the best plot line he's had so far oh uh, man do you guys do you guys remember um (laughs) ms grundy from the comics at all no was she the teacher she was the old teacher with the white hair with the buns so in the show ms grundy is like a 30 year old music teacher who archie sleeps with yes (laughs) fantastic (laughs) and they get caught. She's already gone. She's outskies. But uh, it was just, oh, man, Archie. He's just, just wow. phoning things left and right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. But. Uh, yeah, a lot, of the, a lot of the rest of the show, they, both the characters and the plots, seemed true to Archie to me in that they were 
so very simplistic. Like, oh, there's a talent show. Oh, you know, there's a mystery to solve. Like, a lot of... And even the dialogue was just kind of like, well, what am I supposed to do? Well, you're supposed to believe in yourself, Archie. Oh, okay. Well, then everything will be okay. It was like, who wrote this? A second grader? Like, goddamn it. Speaking of dialogue, I just had to bring this up. So when I'm reading these comics, for some reason, everything makes sense. The words, it just flows, you know, because you, you hear it in your head. It sounds great. Veronica saying Archiekins in real life. I cringed because it did not flow and it's not <laughs> a nickname anyone should be saying out loud, apparently. <laughs> Yeah. But it just sounds so natural in the comics. When you adapt something like this and you're going to try and bring it into the modern age, you need to pick and choose what will come and translate over and what will not. And didn't seem like they did a too much of a good job with that. No, the nicknames are failing hard. The, the Archiekins, Ronnie, Juggy, they all... I mean, Betty's oh, Juggy yeah, comes Juggy. out okay. That was, that was what bugged me. I was like, what the hell Juggy, did she yeah. just say to him? But, like, what else do yeah. you call Jughead? Oh, my God. When he was talking about Jelly Bean, I, it, and it was a serious scene, and he's like, my sister Jelly Bean. I'm like, this can't be happening. <laughs> 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 You're trying to feel bad, but, like, he's talking about his sister Jelly Bean. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. This is one of those properties that's pretty difficult to translate to live action. I mean, it's... Archie is a comic book in every sense of the word. I mean, it is a, and it, it's a comedy comic book, and tra- it's it's just one of those weird things that's a very much a product of its time that somehow still exists in the comic book world, and bringing it into live action is a is a daunting task. And I mean, I guess just visually speaking, you got to be at least somewhat impressed with with what they've done. But I still don't necessarily think it's a good show. Like they're. To, to quote Ian Malcolm, you know, they were so concerned with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. And, yes. And I, I don't yeah. know that they should have done this. But, because uh, this show would work exactly the same as it does now if it weren't based on Archie. Like, if if they weren't I think it would be better. It, if it it, yeah. yeah. I think so, too. Then they wouldn't be tied to any strange mythology, like having people dressed up like cats and uh, other weird stuff like that. I mean... If you look at this from just a, a, a basic, you know, here's a cast of characters. Like this doesn't have to be set in Riverdale. There's nothing, there's nothing innately Archie about this show. Um, so Other I, than you know, Archie. Yes, yeah. I mean even the he's not names. innately Archie. So, yeah, it's 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 character names. It's it's a coat of paint and a, and a gimmick as opposed to something that that's meaningful. Um, but the gimmick is apparently working. Um, I know we talked about this a little bit earlier. The show has gotten great ratings and mm-hmm. has been renewed for its second season as of today. Um, I believe the first season is 13 episodes. We just watched episode six. And it's going to get another probably 13 more uh, for next year. Which I, I, don't, I don't understand what's going to happen or what plot lines are going to follow. But uh, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the show could very well find its footing. Like I said, it was at the very least intriguing. Um, I was, I was ever so slightly curious to find out what happens, what happens next. But I mean, 
look at a show like Arrow on the CW. <laughs> yeah. Season one of Arrow. Heck, the first 10 minutes of the first episode of Arrow are some of the worst television I've ever seen in my life. Agreed. And while the show has definitely had some downs, it's also had some really high ups. So uh, it's it's possible this show could find its footing and wind up being really good. I don't necessarily think it's for me, but we'll see. Yeah, that's what I'm like wondering is, is this does this show mark an age of television where a line in television where it's like we're just not necessarily Jess, but you and I might be just too old for this. Like, we just don't get what the kids are into these days. I suppose it's entirely possible. Which would be really ironic, considering that, you know, the kids are into a comic, that a show based on a comic that started, like, you know, 50 years before they were born. Mm-hmm. And who knows if they're even... Re- like, that's the thing. I'm curious as to how much of the viewership actually knows these these characters and maybe that's why it's getting great reviews i know probably people reviewing it that are older know who archie is somewhat but i wonder if the people actually watching it and talking about it in their articles online if they read these comics and there there i have seen some which have um and actually one i i can't even remember where i read it someone was writing kind of a piece on the defense of betty's characterization because she's a little like cuckoo in this but if you look back at the older, older, older comics, um, like the originals, Betty was a little, like, weird. She threatened to kill herself if Archie didn't love her kind of thing. She would poison herself if he wouldn't go to the dance with her. And I, she oh, gets... I, I just... I'm sorry. I just had, like, a weird epiphany in my head. I've been trying to figure out who that actress reminds me of. And I kept IMDBing her to, like... And she hasn't done anything else. And I just, just clicked with me. She reminds me of... Um, from Newsroom the not Maggie Maggie's roommate girl she reminds me of that actress for some reason okay I can't even there. I've never seen it yeah. I, I, I just said that out loud so now I feel much better <laughs> I, I'm sorry I was I'm sorry to interrupt that just that just clicked no, in no, my no. head God, I had to say it out loud do. before it was gone because it was driving me nuts I'm watching I'm like I know that's not whoever I'm thinking of but god she reminds me of somebody and there it is all right good go on <laughs> Yeah, so the series in general has... Oh, well, sorry, that is my alarm. Um, The series in general (laughs) has had many plot lines already. The main one is obviously the death of Jason Blossom, who killed him. What the hell? Where's Polly? Polly Pocket. Um, But there's been some weird, like, plot lines. I'm just curious as to where else they can go. But, hell, I don't know if you guys didn't get a chance to see this. Instead of um, Google... Their search engine oh, yeah. is, called, is called? Oh, Sluister. 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 And that's what Betty and uh, Jughead use quite a bit. Oh, man. I just, I do love Jughead a lot. I'm thinking on it. I, I mean, do. also, you never know. This show could pull an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, which, it, did, did you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at all? I didn't. The season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was like this very Monster of the Week, like very formulaic thing. And then on a little bit more than halfway through the season, they just dropped this 90 degree turn and it coincided with the Captain America movie. Where we're just like, oh, so yeah, everything's not what you think it is. And now the show is awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. who knows? They could they could be building towards something or it could just be, you know, CW Vampire Diaries. You know, it, it could or just keep going. <laughs> the, it, it could be exactly what we think it is. But I don't know. I'd like to think that they have something in mind. I mean, they've. 
The CW has been treating their comic book properties pretty well, uh, particularly the Flash and iZombie. So, I don't know. I'm I'm giving that network an awful lot of credit. I mean, they these this is also the network that has, is airing Jane the Virgin and renewed uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend for no reason other than the show is really good. So, uh, yeah, I, I have hope that it will turn around. And the fact is, I mean, there was a famous. Mark Twain quote that I don't know offhand because, you know, I'm saying it's famous and I don't know what it is. But it's uh, it's something about how every time he reads Pride and Prejudice, he hates it more and more. But, like, he's still reading it. So it's like every time I watch Riverdale, I'm disliking it, but I'm still watching it. So they're doing something that's keeping me. And I think it may just be because of who the characters are. I want to keep watching because I want to see what these crazy kids get into next time. Um, well, we're we're not we're not uh, strangers to hate watching. You're talking to <laughs> two people who watched the entire series of Heroes. Oh yeah, my god, fully. We gave up on stop? Heroes Reborn, but no, no, we stuck through all the way to the end of that weird circus season. Or God, that show was dumb. <laughs> You're stronger than I am. I think I stopped after uh, season three. Well, in fairness, this was before our kids, so we had a lot more time. That is true. That is true. All right. Well, that's a that that well, let's let's call it here on Riverdale. Uh, thanks for thanks for bringing this up because it was yeah, honestly it was... a show I never would have watched this on my own. But I am glad that you brought it up because I was always interested to see exactly how the show is. And oh, uh, and now you know. Now I know. I mean, it's far from the worst thing I've ever seen on television. Like far yeah, from agreed, the worst thing agreed. I've ever seen on television. Like the show is not steaming hot garbage. It's just kind of <laughs> trashy. So. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, we're going to go ahead and take ourselves a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the news. So you are listening to this week's episode on GeekAid.com. Stick around. Do you like spiky animals? How about porcupine puns? Are you in the market for a villain turned hero who's modeled himself after nature's pincushion? GeekAid's Jonathan Fuger has you covered with an article about Marvel's porcupine. A character you may not know very well, but you soon will want to. Read how this oddball character graduated from Z-List to D-List in Welcome to the D-List, Porcupine. Your monthly dose of tabletop gaming in podcast form is here with the latest episode of You Shall Not Pass Go. This time, the guys spend some time reflecting on Evan's unreasonably good performances in both Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and & Dragons, review unearthed arcana, and even use a challenge, and even issue a challenge to any and all listeners. Don't miss all the thrilling heroics in You Shall Not Pass Go, Episode 13, Dungeons of the Past, Stories of the Future. Did you know that March is an excellent time for music? Well, Geek Aid Janelle Hawks does, and she has brought us a list of some of the most interesting music to pay attention to every week this month. With new releases ranging from Depeche Mode to Jethro Tull, there's a little something for everyone here. Check out Tune It Up new music releases for March 2017, located in the Think Tank. There's a lot going on with the X-Men franchise these days, including the new Logan movie, the FX series Legion, the big Inhuman Mutant events in the comics, and more. So of course Jonathan and Patty have gathered together to discuss the state of the X-Universes, and they even find time to do some terrible Russian accents along the way. Be sure to listen to Mutant Musings Episode 8. Gene got hit with a rock! 
You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. Hi, Chris. Hi, Evan. How are you today? Oh, I'm pretty good. Are you going to do the Dragon Ball Super 60-second summary? Why, as a matter of fact, I am. I'm going to do the Dragon Ball Super 60-second summary, and it's going to be totally awesome. You're totally awesome, Chris. You're doing a great job on this podcast. Thanks, Evan. Here goes nothing. 60 seconds starts now. Okay, so on this episode of Dragon Ball Super, Goku finally got into the ring with that other uh, that dog guy who was supposed to be like the biggest, baddest dog guy of all, but he turned out to be super lame because all he did was just absorb Goku's energy and try to throw it back to him, so Goku, being the super cool fighter that he was, he just kept blasting him with stuff and beating the garbage out of him to get him bigger and bigger and slower and slower, and then he just kind of eventually overloaded him until he passed out. But the interesting thing that happened was that we find out in this episode that, like I said before, how Goku is like, he just wants the King of Universe to have all this, this, this martial arts tournament, and the King of Everything decided that, well, anybody who loses, I'm just going to erase. So everyone in all the other universes now thinks Goku is a supervillain because he's pushing for this tournament to fight everybody that's just going to wind up erasing a whole bunch of people out of existence. And Goku is just like, cool, I'll fight y'all, I don't care. And they also announced that the tournament isn't actually going to be a tournament. It's going to be one giant battle royale with all the people from all the dimensions all in one ring all at the same time. It's going to be batshit loco and I can't wait. And that was 60 seconds. Boy, Chris, that was a really good job you did there. Thanks, Evan. I tried super hard. You're really good at this show. I think I'm going to make you host full time and give you a thousand dollars. Awesome, Evan. You're the best guy ever. All right, everyone, we are back, and uh, it's time for us to start talking about some news. So let's dive right into things here. Uh, first up on our list, we have uh, wrestling comedy. The the wrestling comedy, was it Glow, starring Allison Brie, gets Netflix premiere date. Uh, we talked about this on the show a little while back. She's uh, going to be doing a, a show based on the glorious ladies of wrestling, and is premiering Friday, June 23rd, the day after my birthday. Uh, how do we all feel Happy about this? Happy birthday to you. Yes. yes. Hello. I love the the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. I, I've never seen the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, but. Well, you're missing out. Are they like the the main one, like the ones that everyone kind of knows who they are? Are we talking about those ladies? I don't know wrestling much. <laughs> I do know that I went in for a root canal and there was a like, VH1 wrestling ladies special. I think it was VH1, and it was so fascinating. So if they, if this show is anything like that special was, I might tune in. I I I've got to say they were, they were some ladies. <laughs> well, I mean, Allison Brie is fantastic. So uh, how bad could it be, really? I do wish that the little date announcement video gave us anything. Anything. It's just a bunch of like. Women in leotards warming up, and you can see them from, like, the neck down. I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting looking, because it's based on, like, 1980s female wrestlers, so you know this there's going to be some... This isn't at all what I thought it was going to be. There's going to be some outfits there, man. There's going to be some fashion. Uh, oh, boy. All right, so moving on to the next story. Smallville's Zatanna, uh, Serena... Serinda? Sarinda, that's a name. Sarinda Swan will play Medusa in Marvel's The Inhumans. They just keep casting people for this Inhumans thing. Uh, has anybody? I, I've I've barely watched Smallville. Um, does anybody know who this woman is? I watched season one. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. I mean, she's oh, play... she was also in um, one of your favorites, Dear Tron Legacy. She was in Tron Legacy. Yep. Hmm. I mean, right. I just saw it the once, so I'm looking at this picture, going, "Yeah, sure, she was in that movie." But uh, I, I oh would... my goodness, I recognize her. She was one of the people who gave uh, Sam his outfit. Wow. Okay. I mean, she didn't do much in that movie, but good for her. Um, I don't know, man. They they're really they're really pushing the Inhumans, and so. I guess that's a thing that we're all going to have to watch when it comes out. <laughs> well, see, this is great because honestly, I don't really, huh, this is blasphemy saying this on this podcast. I don't really watch TV. Um, besides Just Riverdale. Riverdale. <laughs> no, besides Riverdale, honestly, the last show I watched was The Young Pope, which was a short miniseries. And then Sherlock, which was a miniseries that shows every like three years. So this is interesting. I'm hearing all this news about new shows that... I had no idea we're even coming out, so this is awesome. You should listen to our show every week, Jess. To hear all the new shows that are going to be upcoming. That's right. So now I'm looking up in humans because I had no idea that that was being made. We watch TV, so you don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) That's certainly one way to look at it. So Medusa is... um, I'm very curious how they're going to translate that character to live action because she's uh, she's kind of funny looking and she does a bunch of stuff with her hair. So yeah, she's going to have to grow that out. Yeah, kind of. Or I mean, wear a giant. It's probably going to be CG if it acts like it does in the comics. She like walks with that stuff sometimes. It's <laughs> oh just... no 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 no. She's this has got to be all natural. She's got to she's got to <laughs> work it on gotta, her own. <laughs> she's got to diet diet red and then just just grow it all the way out. And somehow imbue it with the ability to just move independently of the rest of her body. I'm sure if she works out enough. Does this Medusa have snake hair? No, no. She just has red Uh, hair that she can control. I I don't know if I even, I don't even know if I care now. (laughs) I was really, really pumped for those uh, serpents. No dice. No dice. Damn. All right, let's see. Uh, Netflix, this is a heck of a headline. Um, Netflix just paid $105 million to unite the world's greatest actors for what will be the most anticipated film of the decade. Uh, Let's see. This Um, author sure is uh, into hyperbole. Hey, I was just going to say, they they are well acquainted with hyperbole. This is from the website Educate Inspire Change. And uh, let's see, it's uh, the new film is called The Irishman, which will be, will be directed by Martin Scorsese. And it's about, oh, it's about the mob. Imagine my surprise. Uh, it's, mm. We got some, some Al Pacino, some Harvey Keitel, uh, some, some Joe Pesci uh, sprinkled in there for good measure. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Look, don't get me wrong. Like, if you're making a, a mob movie, this is the dream team. Like, yeah. And it's being made by Netflix, so, you know, we generally tend to think on this show that they pretty much can do no wrong, so seems like a good idea. Oh, this is like some serious theater-worthy talent here, and Mm -hmm. it's not going to theaters, right? It's just... That's what's... That is what is really honing in on me. Or is it going to have a theatrical release? I don't know. Now I'm confused. With people, with these type of stars, there's going to be a certain generation that's going to care, I think, a bit more than another. And that's why it's confusing why it's not a theater, but it's Netflix. But 
I think it is a movie theater. I think it, that this is following the trend of, uh, what the hell? There was, now I'm not going to be able to pull it, but one of the Oscar-nominated Best Pictures this year was from Amazon Studios. Oh, And so, yeah. like, the streaming services are getting into the actual movie production game, and I think hmm. this is uh, Netflix's uh, debut into that world. So now... I don't. I don't know if you guys know this. Um, I don't. So for something like this, the amount of money they're paying for these actors to create this film, what? How is this going to even make money? If I mean, it's ten dollars a month. Think of how many users. Is that how? Like this film. The, does it? Do they make money off of people watching it at all? Or there's no advertisements on Netflix. So how are? I don't know how I'm trying to word this. I don't understand how this will be gauged in the sense of like how much, like how successful it is. I'm not entirely sure I understand how Netflix makes money at all, but they certainly do because they have a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enough to uh, get this cast. And I mean to do all manner of the other stuff that they do. It's not like they're they're. I mean, the series of unfortunate events that wasn't low production quality there. Like, no, they uh they they know what they're doing. They they have some they get some serious talent involved in their in their stuff. I I I don't know. I mean, it's no uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, oh, Jesus a, Christ! A billion dollar budget for both films. Listen, but, Marvel. Uh, I love your your MCU, <laughs> but like there are hungry people in this world. <laughs> Oh, but still, it's, so it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. So we'll see where that goes. All right. Uh, let's see. Fox's X-Men TV drama adds Amy Acker. Um, <laughs> you don't know who Amy Acker is. I don't know who Amy Acker is. That's okay. I might be the only one on the show today. who, <laughs> If Evan were here, he'd be freaking out because maybe. She's... Um, <laughs> She was on Angel. Uh, she was one of the main characters on Angel. She's like a a Joss Whedon heavy hitter. Okay. Uh, she was also in Dollhouse. She was the doctor with like the scar on her face. Yeah, that she looks familiar to me. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I'm glad to be seeing her again doing something. And uh, I don't know what this X Men show is, but. <laughs> X-Men the, things tend mystery, to do well. It's the mystery X-Men show. They're like, oh, we're making an X-Men show. No, no, not Legion. We're making an X-Men show. It's going to be on Fox, not FX. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, everything, I'm looking at her, um, you know, her uh, resume. Uh, I haven't seen, like, one thing that she's been in. I mean, she's guest starred in some shows, but I, I can't even... Place her. Like I'm looking at her face, and I don't know. I just don't. That's because you're too young. <laughs> Sorry this, to keep you know playing what? on your age, you know but it's... this is bull. <laughs> <laughs> My age has nothing to do with this. Give, give Dollhouse a try. It's a pretty interesting show. I think you'd like it. Is it yeah. like the play? No. <laughs> no. Bless <laughs> you. Bless you for making that connection. But no. Oh, no, man. not even. No, it's it's a Joss Whedon joint. It's very science fictiony, and it's actually far more science fictiony than it seems at first. Uh, it didn't last long. It looks like. No, it was a victim of you know Fox burning Joss Whedon multiple times in the uh, early aughts. But it was uh you know it got renewed at least once, right? It got renewed once, and 
Yeah, the, there were the two show CBS. told the story, so it was it was was pretty interesting. And it and it did get an ending of sorts. Yeah. So if you get into it, you will not be, you know, left hanging. Oh was, my god! Like was what was stuff. it? Pushing Daisies? Oh, mm. no, nah, I didn't didn't watch that one. It was a fantastic is, show. And it is one of the more historically, you know, disappointing non-endings in TV yeah. history. That's actually one of the reasons I never watched it because the. I I may not and when it was on I wanted to watch it when it was on and then I heard about it you know people would have me watch it so many years later and they were like yeah but it just doesn't have an ending so I was like yeah I'm not gonna do that to myself <laughs> yeah it's it's cruel it's not right it's not human so uh, let's see I have no good segue for this so <laughs> <laughs> just just jump right in just go. elsewhere uh, on the avclub.com Allison Janney says she'd be down for a West Wing reboot which I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, she says that it would need to be done with a whole new cast, and I would have to agree. Agree. Because, um, no. Uh, but <laughs> Well, some of the original cast are dead. That's very yeah. true. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, number one, only if she's the president. True, yeah. I'd, I'd be down with President that, C.J. I Craig. mean, <laughs> that would be badass as hell. Um, but still, even then... Only if it's Aaron Sorkin, and like he already did that, you know. Yeah, and he didn't even finish it. You know, he, he wasn't even on at the end of the series. Right. So. Like, I mean, I get what she's saying about having a newer, younger cast, and how that could be, um, you know, something that's needed in today's political climate. But I just, I they did that. Like, just go watch the, the DVDs, you know, because I'm old and they're DVDs, but. <laughs> Whatever, pull it up on Netflix. Like, it it's been. I don't. I don't see the point in bringing it back. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do another show like that, do another show like that. But specifically rebooting West Wing, I don't think it's. I mean, because there, how many freaking medical and but police shows are there? Like, I would have no problem with there being a new West Wing esque show. But I don't know, having it be the West Wing, like a reboot of that. I don't. I don't think really. Uh, it it holds too much promise of tarnishing the reputation of West Wing, which is a phenomenal show. So I would just leave it. Yeah, some classics should just be left. Like, they shouldn't be touched after they're done. Speaking of things that shouldn't be touched after they're done, nice, Netflix nice. and the Gilmore Girls <laughs> creators are in talks for new episodes. Please stop. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this doesn't mean anything, but... Yeah, I mean, like, we basically already knew that they le- they theoretically left the door open. open. But, yeah. but they ended it. They they did it. it. It was good. I enjoyed it. We got the ending. It made perfect sense. I don't need to see Rory's story of, you know, Logan and Jess. And I don't need to see that. It's, it's the show ended. And I guess if they really wanted to do some kind of spinoff or something, I, I wouldn't hate the idea of it but i feel like this revival here at the end was the ending that the show that i wanted the show to have in the first place so i would not be thrilled with more episodes we, we said it when we talked about it on the show i i think i think it should be done and like the logistics of reuniting everybody for the the netflix series was such a nightmare mm-hmm. 
to the point where, you know, Melissa McCarthy was shoehorned in, Jared Padalecki was shoehorned in, like, even Jess, he was in it more than most, and it was still tough to get him in there because he's off doing another show. Mm-hmm. So, like... Great show. Great an show. Excellent. Uh, see, excellent you watch show. TV. I forgot that I watched that show. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, th- they're not going to be able... That was... F- the, the only reason they got everybody together was for this like special one-time thing mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to do that again at which point like they're going to be missing some things that i would want if they if if i was going to be okay with them redoing this which mm-hmm. there are very limited circumstances in which i would be okay so i'm going to be dead dead honest right now i uh when it came out the whatever four episode special I immediately because I I think you guys know this about me I am a just a spoiler like queen I look up everything <laughs> before I even watch it because I want to know and I don't like being surprised and um I so much did not like what was happening that I didn't even watch it really yeah, so I guess you, I, you looked up the last four words, right? The, obviously. Okay. I, tr- trust me. I mean, if you were a fan of the series before, it's it, 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 do yourself a favor and watch it. Like, it makes all of the sense. It basically just puts Rory in the and essentially in the position that Lorelai was in. And, yeah, I. It, it just seems like she's following in her mother's footsteps and making, like, kind of the same... I mean, I don't want to call them mistakes, but kind of the same mistakes that her mother made throughout her life and it's like you're smarter than that you're supposed to do better and you're doing the same thing it's funny that you say that because we talked about this a lot on the show and rory (laughs) is kind of the worst like yeah the absolute worst she made she made a shit ton of terrible decisions on the original show so i was actually kind of pissed about some of the things she was doing in the new show and then i thought to myself no wait that's totally in rory's character she's kind of a shit she's always been just shitty and like i never liked um logan to begin with so of course of course she's cheating on her boyfriend with logan and of course that she probably is pregnant with his baby like Come on. But like, that's the thing that that kind of worked for me in the end is that Logan winds up being the Christopher character because Christopher yeah. was not much of a part of Lorelai's life. So Logan is clearly going to become the Christopher character and Jess is Luke. So I don't which, know. That's oh, what yeah. I'd want. Like those are the very limited circumstances in which I would like to see more of that show is Jess and Rory. Yeah. But getting Jess is a big problem. Yeah, because of This Is Us. I mean, it's not totally undoable because, you know, it's it's a Netflix yeah, show. Yeah, it's Netflix. It doesn't need to go to travel along the same trajectory as a lot of regular network television. But if it did go forward, it would have to focus more on Rory's life than Lorelai's because if you think about all the people that are, like, the toughest acts to get, it's more most of the people in Lorelai's life. Like, if it's focusing more on the, the younger generation of the show then I, I feel like those there aren't any difficult, like Liza Wheel, she's not tough to get. Um, the, the, the woman who plays Lane, she's not tough to get. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't think that that would be too much of a problem. I think Jess is the, the hardest one, and it's not like Dean needs to be part of it. Like, no, he does not. He's They wrapped up that character with a bow, so I don't know. I just think they should leave it the hell alone. <laughs> The, but I do uh, recommend watching it. The tweet that I saw this story attached to the, I think it was Glenn Weldon from Pop Culture Happy Hour said, uh, 
more Emily, some Lorelai, almost no Rory. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> question mark. <laughs> like that was his opinion, and I definitely would want to see more Emily. Oh yeah, she's yeah. she's fantastic, and I love where they took her character in this new season. But if they were to do it, I, w- I would also like to see Lorelai in sort of like the guest star role that Kelly Bishop had on the show where she wasn't always on it. Yeah. Like, it, you know, like just to have Lorelai be sort of this, you know, presence in Rory's life, but not be really about her. Yeah. Sorry to keep going into like the Gilmore Girls, but Emily was so it, like, I feel like Lorelai also bothered me so much throughout the show, like the show show, because just be nice to your mother. I know, like, okay, you, you got you got pregnant at 16, like, you messed up, and they were, like, hard to deal with, but, like, they weren't throwing you on the street. Like, they could have done, they could have been so much worse, and they weren't that bad, and you just treated them like crap all the time. So, ah. Well, there, yeah, there's definitely a, a fair amount of white privilege on their show. Oh, oh yeah. Definitely. It's all smeared all over the place. But that's why I really think you need to watch the revival because, like, Emily and Lorelai wind up in therapy together. That was so worth watching. <laughs> like, oh, I, I actually didn't know that part. Yeah, you, you got to watch it. I mean, if you watched all of Gilmore Girls, you just you owe it to yourself to watch the, this. It's not it's right. not that long. There's not a ton of it. Just 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 do it. I'll do it. Whatever. <laughs> and that's what, that's what we do on this show. We make people watch the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> we did Evan, Evan watched the whole series because of us. <laughs> it's like no, a month and a are half. Are you serious? <laughs> he watched the the new one so that we could, the, the new thing so we could talk about it on the show. And then he went back and watched the whole original series. That's amazing. That's it, amazing. It was it was some serious dedication, and he was totally into it. We love you, Evan. Oh, what a guy. What a guy. Speaking of what a guy, Chris Hardwick is going to be talking on AMC year-round, reports The Nerdist, because who would know more about Chris Hardwick's whereabouts than The Nerdist Network? Uh, Karen, talk to us about what's going on here. Okay, so he's been doing Talking Dead. Um, for like 30 years now, like, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, following both The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead and a bunch of, uh, you know... Oh my god, I forgot Fear the Walking Dead was a show. <laughs> it is. Until it's just this very moment, I completely forgot it existed. Holy crap. <laughs> so, basically, uh, what they've decided to do is morph that after show format into more of a pop culture centric talk show kind of thing so you know he's gonna have elements of like having a comic-con it's gonna be kind of like having a comic-con panel but on tv and just about all sorts of different things and year-round not just you know whenever the seasons of the shows that he was talking about were on so Lots more Chris Hardwick, as if you think, as if you thought you couldn't get any more Chris Hardwick on your TV. Guess what? You can. I hope it's Dreams sponsored by Comcast, so we get those Comcast commercials with Chris Hardwick on every commercial break. And then the other commercials are for uh, at, midnight at Midnight and The Wall. <laughs> and it's just Chris Hardwick, like for when a solid hour. Sleep? 
When does he change his clothes? When does he go to the bathroom? He goes to Disney World an awful lot for somebody who works as much as he does. I mean, doesn't he also do like 13 podcasts a week? Like, (laughs) Yes. What is this man made of? Oh, and he's married. He is. He married uh, Lydia Hurst, like heir to the, the actual Hurst fortune. Oh my god. Yeah, and she's a model and they're yep, and, just and she's a super geek. Like the man, I don't know like what he did, what monkey's paw he rubbed. But Well, he worked with Jenny McCarthy for a bunch of years, so this is his payback. <laughs> and he had that terrible hair in the 90s too. I did not know he was in a Boy Meets World episode playing himself. <laughs> That's yes. amazing. That happened. Okay, and this next Zoe story. This next story makes me so happy. Uh, probably not as happy as Karen because uh, <laughs> I don't have as much. Uh, this is this is just fantastic. The original Mondasian. Am I saying that right? I well, the planet is Mondas, so I might say Mondasian. Okay, so the original Mondasian Cybermen are returning to Doctor Who. The, the um. I'll let Karen go into a little bit more of the uh, the the nuts and bolts here, but the we're talking about the way the Cybermen appeared in their very first appearance, which appearance, which was basically a dude with like duct tape on his pants and like a bunch of crap glued to him. Like they're bringing them into the new series of Doctor Who, and I'm so stoked for it. The picture looks amazing. Yeah, these. I mean, these could not be more. Uh, homemade cosplay type costumes at least the originals and the fact that they're intentionally doing that with like recreating those costumes with today's technology blows my mind and I'm fascinated to see how they're gonna bring this into the story and like if you look at this picture I don't know the one in the foreground it looks like a human hand like, I'm trying hard to find this photo. <laughs> oh, I'll I'm trying you, real hard. I'll send you the link. Uh, it's um, that's the thing. Like they don't look awful. They they actually, that's it's just such a testament to the uh, the actual original designs themselves. They don't look out of place as far as Doctor Who monsters go. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing about these guys is uh, if you oh were thinking about original classic Doctor Who monsters, like whatever you're picturing in your head is probably this. Mm. It's perfect. It's actually perfect. Holy crap. <laughs> this really, is amazing. <laughs> I'm really excited. And like the the thing of the Cybermen, I don't know if you're, if you're a Doctor Who person, but um, yeah, they are you know, formerly human beings who are converted to this cyber creature where, like, they have organic human base, for lack of a better word, and then they, you know, metal upgrades placed onto them. So the fact that this looks like actual human hands in the picture is fascinating to me that, like, that was the, or the origin of this design this character design is that there were actually visible human parts to them because these days they just look like metal robots they're just full metal yeah, yeah. yes this is really freaking cool <laughs> i'm so excited damn it why is it not april seriously i really want the new season of doctor who it's did been... they announce who the new one is yet or no no they didn't um right now the best of running 
betting odds are on Tilda Swinton. Yeah, I saw that. Um, which I think would be badass. Um, but yeah, why is it not April 15th? Anyway, this looks amazing. Uh, and and, and but, uh, while we're talking sci-fi and amazing things, uh, I'm finally legitimately interested in Star Trek Discovery because Jason Isaacs is going to be the captain on Star Trek Discovery. Oh, my God. Lucius sold. Malfoy himself. Oh, my God. That's I am amazing. sold. Like I would, I would have watched the show anyway because I love Star Trek. I've watched, I watched all of it except for uh, um, all of Voyager because I didn't care for that show in the least. But uh, I, 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 Jason Isaacs is there now. Come on, I'm I'm oh, so game. I'm so game. Those, those eyes, though, a great picture they chose for the article. Great photo. I am Sorry. interested to sit that. Um... <laughs> They list his credits in here, and like you probably know him as Lucius Malfoy, and he did all of these other things, but they don't mention your favorite show, Honey Awake. Ah, oh, yeah, they don't. That was man. Speaking of shows that ended too soon, <sighs> Awake was awesome. I think this cast is going to be pretty good. I was not aware Malik Panchali is going to be it. I love that guy. Did anybody else watch Weeds besides me? I did not. No. no. He was Sorry. great on Weeds. Everybody should watch Weeds. Maybe I'll make us watch an episode of Weeds sometime. There you go. All right. Um, so uh, this next one here, I'm going to leave to Karen to talk about because I actually didn't wind up reading this because I never, I didn't have time and it seemed pretty in-depth. But the Good Place creator has finally explained all the business about the twist ending. Yeah, this is less news and more just like interesting uh, if you watch this show, uh, so we'll, you know, as usual, leave our link in the show notes. You were sure, uh, you know, check this out. It's really a uh, cool, in-depth interview with Mike Schur, uh, creator of The Good Place, about <clears throat> the big twist ending on the show and how how he handled it, how he worked on the season, uh, maintaining the secret and you know who knew who didn't apparently ted danson and Kristen bell knew the whole time but nobody else did oh <laughs> so that was pretty cool and so yeah take a look at this article um it, it's just uh pretty cool and it gives me a lot of confidence in the future of the show because he talks a little bit about where the show is going and how it's going to change in the new season now that the twist has been revealed to the audience Oh, that's that's so exciting. This show is so much better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, have you seen this at all, Jess? No, I'm trying to read what the twist ending was right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Queen so of curious. spoilers. I love looking up spoilers. Uh, this show is so worth your time. It's hilarious, and it is it it it, it was marketed like it was going to be a sitcom, and it's just it's just a freaking awesome, interesting show. So. That, um, well, I saw a clip, um, I didn't realize, like, the actor, I'm looking at him, and I'm like, he looks so familiar, and my mom's looking me dead in the face, and she's like, it's the guy from Cheers, I'm like, oh my god, he's so <laughs> old! Oh, uh, I just, I couldn't, I, I, I don't know, I couldn't believe how old he looks now, but, uh, no, I, I think when you're saying a show that it kind of was supposed to, it comes off looking like a comedy, and then it's something more serious... That is exactly how I felt about uh, The Young Pope, and sadly, it was advertised too much, kind of as a joke, and um, I don't think enough people 
watched it that should have, uh, just because I was the only one in my office that watched it. Very disappointing. Everyone kind of saw it as like a, oh, it looks stupid. I'm like, well, it was the greatest show I've seen in a long time. Um, this does look interesting. I it's, still haven't it's really. I like. I already. This only ended like a month or two ago. I already want to rewatch it. Yeah, I could. I could. I could rewatch this show. It. It was so, so much smarter than I thought it would be, and it is. It is legitimately hilarious. Like, yeah, it's the, the rare half-hour comedy that was like, wow, this is like funny right out of the gate. Is is very very good show. Very well done. Uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, Powerless on NBC, uh, which we have given us a, a small chance to. I don't know how interested in sticking around I am, but it's got some uh, it's got some Alan Tudyk in it, so it, it's it, it's got some points on my board. But uh, it looks like Adam West is going to guest star on Powerless uh, at some point, so that's news. <laughs> Yes, as he's going to be stepping in as the CEO of Wayne Industries, who is not Bruce Stop. Wayne. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> it's some, some other Wayne. The uh, show definitely had promise uh, in, in, in what we watched, but it didn't, it, it hadn't quite gotten there yet, and I don't know if I have the, uh, the, the, the bandwidth for it. Yeah, I don't know if I have the, the, the patience to wait for this show to get good um apparently as i've heard from some folks that it has already gotten good uh i don't know <laughs> any thoughts jess any thoughts on uh, on this show i've no i'm i'm still trying really hard to read what the twist ending is <laughs> <I'm trying. laughs> i finally just kind of understood what they were talking about um I've never even heard about this. Oh my god, I'm so behind. Yeah, it's a DC. It's an official DC show, so it like it takes place in the in the DC universe, not the not the um like the CW DC universe. It's kind of its own thing. Its own. Okay. Like they I'm call out Batman now. and Superman by name. Uh, it's got one of the best opening credit sequences I think I've ever seen. Um, it's also got the lowest ratings of any show I looked up today from what you've been t- saying to me. Um, well, that's not that surprising. Yeah. Oh, this is the guy from uh, Dodgeball, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk, yes. Yeah. The guy from Dodgeball. He's the guy from Firefly. Yeah, goddammit. Uh, oh, God. Oh, man. He's also from <laughs> Moana, apparently. He has a lot I of voiceovers. He was in Moana. Like. Yeah, yeah he's, he he's voiced the uh, droid in the uh, Rogue One. That's right, he did. Yeah, and he did was the motion um, capture. He was also in one of my favorite films, um, one of my top fives, Three Ten to Yuma. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're Just learning so much about there. you. <laughs> yeah, old soul. <laughs> Even though that came out in like what 2007. Pretty sure it was a remake too. I could be wrong. Um, I thought it was just based off of a poem. I could be wrong. Uh, I don't know. I don't know things. Uh, I do know that this is our last news story. Uh, and it makes me so happy. It really does. Fox abandons Luther remake. <laughs> Luther is a show on the BBC that I have never watched, but looks awesome because yeah, it, it appears <laughs> to just be a show about Idris Elba kicking the crap out of people. 
<laughs> and and that's a good time. That's enough for me. I mean, if it's just a show about Idris Elba being badass, even if he's not actually physically beating people, just being a badass in general, I, I, I don't see how there could be anything wrong with this show. But apparently the, the trouble they're having is that they, they, um, they couldn't really find a proper replacement for Idris Elba. And well, because you can't. Exactly. That's that is just possible. a fact of life, Fox. Well, now, 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 hold on. What if they pull a Broadchurch and they use him in both versions? Because Broadchurch was on BBC with David Tennant. Yes, And then was. the U.S. U.S. It's, took it over. What was it called And still in the US? starred David Tennant. What was, what uh, was it called? Jessica, yeah. did you watch the American Broadchurch? I did not. It was a hunk of shit. Yes, it was. Not even David Tennant could save that. Yeah, not even David Tennant in his odd American accent could save it. I was going to ask, was he was he trying to be American? Oh, good. Yeah, it was. It was not great. What did they call Um, it? It wasn't called Broadchurch. It was was something else. Some other like place name. Ugh. I remember recording in, like you know, they had the commercial before it's it started. You are now watching Broadchurch. Like it was so. Did you watch season two of Broadchurch? I didn't. I saw it on Netflix, though. So I'm really, um, I've been meaning to. Either. I didn't that really show get... didn't need a second season. That's what that's, that was our, our thing, I think, is that it came on and I was like, wait, they're doing more of this show? Didn't it end? Like, really end? What, did they kill another kid in Broadchurch? Like... No, I did. I, I cried a little bit with that show. That was, uh, that was a good one. Uh, yeah, Broadchurch was great. Yeah. Um, so, so good job, Fox. Good job for not uh, following through with uh, a potentially crappy remake of a relatively well-loved BBC show. Yeah, not everything that makes money has to make money twice. Like, yeah, because it can't. I could not possibly agree more. Uh, so I guess that's it, everybody. Did, does anyone have any final thoughts on, on Riverdale or, or anything else we discussed here tonight besides go watch Gilmore Girls? Luke Perry um, is weirding me out. <laughs> Jughead is the saving grace of Riverdale. Bless him. Samurai Jack's coming soon. <laughs> 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 I'm so pumped for Samurai Jack. It's ridiculous. I can't wait. Uh, it is ridiculous. I can vouch for that. <laughs> As most things in my life are. Honestly, I just want Blaster Master, but that's not for a couple of days. So, with that, that's the end of our show. You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can even find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen is at... Shoot underscore the underscore moon... And Jess, are you on the Twitters? Would you like to give out your Twitter handle to the um, to the oh, massive massive audience? I'm sure we have. Well, okay. Uh, if you can find me, that's awesome. Because I mean, my Twitter handle makes no sense. Um, it does to me, but it is en enfer. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> it is. It is. It is en enfer. 
Okay. <laughs> if you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, uh, including whatever that was, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. Back to me. Uh, so... I uh, who's next? Is it you? It's Evan. We pushed his episode. Oh, that's right. We pushed his episode back, and it was. And we're gonna watch the pilot of Legion. Yes, we're gonna watch the pilot of Legion, which Legion. is gonna mess with all of our heads. So, hooray uh, for that! I have been reading about it on our very website because we have a Legion of Spoilers series on Geekade uh, that's written by Trish Reyes, and she does a phenomenal job of trying to make sense of what is. From what I've come to understand, a very, very bizarre show, but I'm really stoked to watch it and then talk about it next week. Um, Jess, thank you very much for filling in our third chair today. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for asking me. It was very exciting. I feel like I could have done better, but you know what? There's always next time. <laughs> There's always next time. The next time Evan comes <laughs> always down. Always leave and... them wanting more. That's exactly. Right. Ange l'enfer. <laughs> All right, that's going to be it for us. Uh, thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you on next week's episode of this week's episode. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.